is Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. It's me and Tanisha in the house. Hey. Hey. <laughs> how are you? boys. We're working it out. Okay. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm breathing out of both nostrils. I'm not stuffy. I think I might have had a oh, little. Well, that's a blessing. Yes, we, you know what? We count them as we get. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, um, before we go any further, happy birthday, Leslie Vito three hundred one. Today is her birthday. Oh, happy birthday! Yay! Um, my sister in law. It's her birthday. Um, and some other good news. Um, Longevity Winery is going nationwide. They're going to be distributed nationwide with their word. Yeah. So they oh, just posted deep. that on Instagram today. So that's awesome. That's really cool. That's amazing. Yeah, that's major. That is yeah, major. that's what I'm like, say what? Yeah, yeah. So congrats to Phil. I know he's had a tough, you know, couple of years losing his wife. Um, yeah. But I'm happy to hear that. Oh, and some more bad news. Rest in peace of Vinoteca. That was... um. That was one of the first wine bars that I went to when I got into wine. So they're closing after 12 years in business. So it's going to be weird not having them on in the U Street area. But um. yeah, um, I remember going there like soon after they opened because I was so excited because yeah. um, that might have been around when. Listen, I'm not trying to do the math on that. But that <laughs> might have been around when I was getting into wine myself. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, what a cool concept. Yeah. Oh, yep. your happy hour, your wine's a five-year-o? Yeah. Five-year-o. Jeez, five-dollar. Five oh, my God, five-dollar. <laughs> What's so crazy is I don't ever say euro. When I talk to people, Are you I say dollars all the time. Wow. That's why it's crazy that I'm saying euro, because I am like, I literally say dollars. I'm like, this costs $10. And they're like, $10. I'm like, okay. But yeah, so they had their happy hour was five dollars a glass. Um, yeah. I met a bunch of people there, um, yeah. whether it was friends or you know um, doing meetups and stuff there. Yeah, yeah. The brunch, the uh, what's the bocce ball court they had in the back? Uh-huh. Yep. Me and Christina met there a trillion times. Really? Curious. Yeah, there's a lot of good times had there. So, um, I hope they open up something else. I know wine bars and restaurants, especially in the cities, it's it's a competitive industry and they come and go. Yeah. But that one, that well, one. Twelve years is good, good though. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's a good run. It it yeah it was yeah. Twelve years is a really good run. It's probably something as simple as I don't know. Maybe they went up on the rent. Like who knows what happens with um, I know. I mean, because every that's, time I went there, it was packed. So and that neighborhood has changed a lot too. True. True. So anyway, so how was your weekend? It's Monday. Yes, it is Monday. How was your weekend? (laughs) 
my weekend was good um full of stuff same um, yeah yeah at least the sunday uh had a few activities but how about uh went out friday did not play in the state out forever um but well it is what it is <laughs> i got back home at like three like, well i mean what were you doing Girl was out with um, some friends because uh, it was some friends in town. Okay, well that'll do it ever so often. Yeah, yeah, and then was with another friend who I just recently met, and so she's cool. So we hang out a bit. She wants to stay out, so we go to this bar. That was cool. We go to another bar, and then we're leaving out of the bar, and this girl just randomly walks up to us and starts talking. She was like, "You all seem really fun," and I was like, "Oh, okay, oh, yeah? thanks." Yeah, right. I'm like, this is how people get trafficked. <laughs> I don't know where to start. <laughs> oh, God. But then I thought about it. I was like, I have absolutely aged out of being trafficked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm safe from a European trafficker. Oh, God. Anyway, so my friend was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you know, thanks. And she was like, um, my friends didn't come to meet me, but, you know, I was going to go to this other bar and wanted to see if you all want to come. I'm like, see, these are all red flags traffic. Mm -hmm. Like, you're taking me to another location? No. <laughs> so my friend's like, oh, yeah, sounds cool. I was like, does it? I want to go home. Like, um, are your friends black? Yes. Well, this, the one who was doing the talking who was um trying to still hang out she's black the girl the okay. ones i was meeting weren't okay and so the ones i was meeting they were like okay girl this was fun but uh, i'm out mm. see you when i see you you know next time i come back in town i was like okay bye bye like, i want to get in the cab too go home we go to the next place the cute spot um i'm hungry we get another drink. Um, they bring her a menu. She looks at it, She's like, I don't know what any of this stuff is. At this point, she's super lit. And um, I was like, well, I'm going to leave soon because I want to go get my um, five-euro pizza. <laughs> like, I want that to be the end of <laughs> end up bringing us a, a glass of wine. He's like, oh, we could do a chicken. We'll have a chicken and some fries. We're like, okay, that sounds good. Okay. We end up, I mean, stay there for a while. Some guys come up, talk to us, blah, blah, blah. Friend is dancing. The other girl who she met there. Okay, it wasn't a traffic situation because I'm here having this conversation with you. So clearly it all <laughs> I'm worked. glad you made it. Right. I made it out. Um, here's the, this is the craziest part to me. We um, go to pay the bill. Why was it half a chicken, 29 euro for half a chicken? Mm. What? I was like, are we at a restaurant, restaurant? I thought it was just a bar. Like, it's not like a bowl of wings. It might be like, what, 10, 15, mm -hmm. 29? Wow. I'm like, so I looked at her. I was like, oh, you're going to have to read better. You're going to have to get your French up to bar because this is ridiculous. I was like, I'm not splitting that with you. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, the the prices of the drinks change after a certain time in the evening, mm -hmm. but they didn't tell us that. So what we ordered at first, then we ordered, um, then she ordered a second, another drink. And so the second one was more expensive because it was after one. And he was like, oh yeah, prices go up after one. 
Mm-hmm. I was like, does it say that somewhere? And he's like, yeah, it says it on the menu. Do we have a menu? <laughs> oh, no, y'all didn't. I was like, okay, sir. Wow. Okay, buddy. So that was Friday. Saturday, after all of that, I never left my apartment Saturday. Oh, it well, that's wonderful. Us. Yes. But then had people here. So okay. I'm ta- I'm entertaining. Lo- I mean, not entertaining, for real. But I had a French lesson. And then um, this girl went to do an interview for some she was writing. Whatever. Did that. And then Sunday Cocktail Festival. And uh, more French. And then that was it. Here we are. That is an action-packed weekend. Yeah. Right. But I still feel like, even though I never left Saturday, I wasn't rested. (laughs) So it's not like, oh, let me sleep in. I still woke up at like 6.30. Which, who does that when they go to bed after 3? Well, you know, I have a similar problem. I'm always up. You are. Sometimes you'll message me. I'm like, why are you up? Yeah, I'm always up. It's right now. It's it's in between four thirty and five thirty. I know. It's crazy. I'm trying to work my way up to getting up to be functional at five thirty. I okay. can do. I can do six fifteen. I get it. Um, but sometimes you know I'll scroll Instagram or Facebook for an hour and yeah. waste all that waste all that precious time. Yeah. oh yeah so my weekend was just as jam-packed it was event after event i went to two events on friday alone after work okay i know right this is Um, not your regular schedule absolutely not (laughs) i'd be in the bed girl (laughs) so friday night was pretty dope so like i said there were two events at five o'clock, I had the November wine night at um, City Winery, and it was given by Tavon and the Black Wine Lovers, the Facebook group. It was more than 50 people. Um, it was special because the menu was, we got half off um, a list of wines, half half price bottles of wine. <clears throat> and um, everybody just bought a bottle and um, just started sharing and talking and you know fellowshipping it was really nice just really good vibes good energy um and then later that night at 7 30 i went to a whiskey event um near the smithsonian which was really cool this was my first spirits event never been to one before and it was different it was different because of the product not necessarily the venue or the way things worked the I mean the whiskey event was very similar to a wine event however you cannot drink whiskey like you can drink wine so I had to be very cognizant of what I was drinking how much I was drinking had to dump most of it had a couple of sips of some things that I liked and follow my Instagram you'll see what um what brands I like the best but um it was an experience it was pretty cool now Saturday I went to this event called the wine walk (sighs) So think of the wine walk as just a simple bar crawl, but for wine. Um, It's a really good concept, but they didn't include any wine bars that were in the area. And the quality of wine was meh, it was meh, you know. So um, I think it was about six spots that they had outlined for us. Um, The registration started at Medium Rare and Eastern Market. Um, The spots were... The spots that we went to, we made it to four. The other two were way downtown 
14th Street. I'm sorry, further up 14th Street. And it was cold that day, so we weren't going to make those. Um, I don't know what they were thinking, adding those two on there. Um, for the most part, it was good hanging with me and the homegirl that I had with me. But the event, it, it was okay. The logistics, they need some they need some help on. But, you know, I think it's only their second time doing it. So, that was fine. <clears throat> so then, so that was Saturday. And then Friday. No, sorry. That was Saturday. And then Sunday, I went to a Friendsgiving, which was very, very comfortable and cool. So uh, Janelle of Burger and Wines, you can follow follow her on Instagram. She had this idea to get together um, all of the wine bloggers in the area. Um, It just so happened that all the ones that that showed up were black. But um, it became a good black-ass time. It was great. Um, Everybody bought a dish and a bottle. what was supposed to be like a little lunch Friendsgiving turned into a lunch and dinner. I don't think anybody left between uh, before like 8 o'clock. That's how much fun we were having. Music was going. Wine was being poured. And shout out to Desiree. Shout out to Wine on Noir because when the wine ran out and everybody was ready to pack up, she's like, guys, I got four bottles in my car. And the party kept going. So shout out to Desiree. Um... Yeah, so that was my weekend. (laughs) Um, We're going to get ready for Pedro and Julio to join us. We are talking Thanksgiving wines today. Oh, hi. How you guys doing? Hello, hello. This is Pedro and Julio. Hey. So this is Sarita. How you guys doing? How's your Monday going? Good, good. And Tanisha is also on the call. Hello. Tanisha. Hola, Tanisha. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> Julio! I can't believe it. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. It's been a while. Are, are you still in, in, in I, I, are you still in Paris? I am, yes. What time is it there? It is one... It is 1.10 a.m. Why are you doing, uh, like, not sleeping? I, I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> With a glass of wine. I woke up so I can talk to you. <laughs> Can't believe it. Can't believe it. When was the last time that we talked to each other? Like, 10 years ago? Yeah, whenever the store closed. That's when. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> that was fault. it. Oh, no, 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 not you. Um, yeah, and I've been hearing all about the amazing things going on with you and Grandada from uh, Sarita. So I'm very excited to be talking to you today. Fantastic, and I, and I hope you can visit us one day. Um, yes, I will. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to come back to America once. We'll we'll yeah. see about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Julio and Pedro, um, please introduce yourselves to our listeners. Excellent. I'm Pedro Rodriguez. I'm uh, originally from Puerto Rico. Uh, I've been here in DC for uh, gonna be in January 14 years. Uh, you know, passion for wine is uh, is, is something that I uh, found uh, through the journey of, of, of working in restaurants and, and then living abroad in Barcelona, Spain for uh, a few years doing grad school. 
And then I met Julio, and, uh, you know, we started talking about our passion for food and wine. And then, you know, the idea came about of uh, showcasing our history identity of the region and, uh, you know, being specialty, different, and uh, inspiring people to get to know more of, of our heritage. Okay. And so, okay. wait, that was Pedro. So, Julio, what about you? I'm, uh, I'm Julio. If uh, nobody knows me, I'm from uh, Chile, co-founder of uh, Gran Cata. I arrived to DC around 12 years ago, and, uh, and wine was always part of my life. Uh, you know, in Chile, you have so many, so many wines, and every time that you do a, a party or you have a barbecue, um, there is a bottle of wine on the table, and that means happiness. And that's how I started. Um, kind of getting related with wine and, and, and then because of my career as um, a uh, journalist, I started getting involved a lot uh, with, uh, with the industry. And then here, um, I decided to go 100% with, uh, with the passion of wine and actually kind of being, um, as we always talk with, uh, with Pedro, like ambassador of, uh, of, the, of the region, Latin America, and specifically in my case with, uh, with Chile. Okay. So how did you guys meet? So we met, uh, believe it or not, uh, we met in a, our first office job here in the state uh, for a foundation that unfortunately no longer exists, but the good thing that we got out of it is that we met each other. So we were doing a lot of media development projects with uh, the Hispanic population here in the U.S. and also Latin American countries. Uh, so fun story, when I met Julio, I, I told him that I uh, I know another Chilean, and then I started talking about this person, and then I showed him uh, a photo of, of her, and all of a sudden, he recognized that person. Uh-huh. And that person, uh, they met in, uh, in La Serena in Chile, and his brother was kind of hanging out with her, uh, Julio's brother, and then he knew her, and I was like, this is not coincidence. This like a special, uh, you know, sign of uh, we need to do something together. Yeah. So that that was uh, kind of the starting point of uh, of our friendship. Yeah, super okay, super cool. crazy. Yeah, how the connection are. In, it's a small world. So you yeah. Get. Yes, it is. Yeah. Very. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And so, how did the concept of Gran Cata come about? What made you guys want to open up a wine shop? Well, as uh, as Peter mentioned, um, we were hanging out, having having good time, like drinking, going for uh, for for uh, barbecues, and uh, we realized that all the wines that we used to drink in our home countries, um, they were not available here. So we went to grocery store, another store, and nobody knew uh, much about um, the, the Latin Latin wine. So. We saw there an opportunity, and basically because we love wine, uh, we decided to to open the store and showcase uh, our heritage, uh, basically. And it's awesome. And we, love the, we love the interaction with uh, with the clientele, like the, definitely like connecting people with what they might know from the region, and also uh, if they never been to the region, also inspire them to get to know the region. So that educational part of, of transmitting that, like that knowledge and passion towards uh, what we love, what we know in our, in our, in our, you know, the fun ones that they, they need 
more recognition because remember in Latin America they've been making wines for over 400 years and then seems like here in the nation's capital when we were talking about creating Gran Cada uh, it was super underrepresented so we we definitely saw an opportunity there and we captured that so that that was also one of the uh, kind of the the you know the process of identifying that uh, at the beginning we didn't know if we wanted to be like wholesaler the import mm. wines but mm. we love interacting with the so we we always wanted to to you know uh, connect with uh, with the uh, end consumer uh, and that's why the retail wine shop is it was the best for, uh, fit for us i love it Right. I, I was thinking like, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. Can you talk a little bit about um, the wines that you have in your wine shop? Like what are the major regions that you that are covered? We basically divide the, the story in, in, in two because uh, we like to tell the story of um, first Latin America as a whole uh, continent. But as well, the the, the heritage uh, countries, the 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 places that basically with uh, through immigration uh, redefine the way that people in Latin America uh, drink wines. Mm -hmm. So when you're starting the uh, when you enter to the store, you're gonna see uh, mostly Spain, a little bit of Italy and Portugal, and, and then um, we are gonna take you to a trip to Latin America where we'll find from Argentina, Chile, Uruguay, Brazil, Bolivia, Peru, Mexico, and we have a little bit of California as well in uh, Oregon and Washington State, kind of to to complete the, the Americas. Um, but you're going to have uh, an entire spectrum of uh, of the wine, especially for the small producer um, in in Latin America. Okay, nice. Well, we like to also focus on uh, in, in our you know Catamis tasting in Spanish is making sure that uh, we feature honest wines, wines that speak to the the grade, the variety, that they are, the the style, uh, and they're true to themselves. Uh, obviously, that encompasses a lot of things. Uh, now, with uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a, a lot of news outlets like natural wine movement, all of that. We have mm -hmm. carried those ones since we opened day one, but we don't necessarily promote them as such. So you come here. And you're looking for that special bottle, a, a different expression of, of uh, I don't know, Carignan, Garnacha, Canad, uh, from South America, uh, Marcelan. We we have a uh, we have those, um, you know, uh, we make the effort to bring wines that a lot of them are hand sales, and again, we love to talk to people, so we sell them and we talk to uh, to them and we we present something new to uh, our clientele. So it's an ongoing work and endless work, but we love it. That's right. That's awesome. So are you guys, can you guys um, give some suggestions for Thanksgiving wines that people might like? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Julia and I picked uh, a few that uh, definitely showcase a little bit of what we like from the region. Uh, and I think Julia can just uh, start off with, with the lineup here. Uh, so we have a very nice representation of, of uh, a little bit of Latin American wines here. Uh, and definitely there are going to be wines that uh, that is taking advantage of this opportunity, that they're going to be kind of opening uh, doors of, uh, of new grapes. So maybe grapes that they're not that common or places that they're producing wines that not a lot of people know. 
um, because it's all about integration of, uh, of, of the cultural uh, aspect of, of the winemaking, of the family that they produce it. And of course, they're going to go uh, very well with, uh, with the meal and Thanksgiving uh, day. Um, we're going to start with, uh, with the sparkling wines because why not? You have yes. to start uh, celebrating early in the morning. Um, <laughs> probably around 10 in the morning. 10 in the morning, we open this, uh, this sparkling wine that actually is going to be uh, from Brazil. And many of, uh, of you guys so that have been in the store, um, you know that we are a big fan of Brazilian sparkling wines. And, uh, and the first bottle that we have to showcase is, uh, is from Cava Amadeus. Cava Gacy is the producer. And this is a small region in Serra Gaúcha. This small appellation is called Pinto Bandeiras. And we, have, we are a believer that in the future, Pinto Bandeiras um, could be recognized as kind of the champagne of South America. This is mm -hmm. a small paint production uh, region in the high mountain in Serra Gaúcha. It's um, the basaltic soil. They have basaltic soil, so kind of the oldest uh, soil that you're going to find in, in Latin America and produce exceptional wines. Um, this uh, sparkling wine is going to be 100% Pinot Noir, so you get a little bit uh, of that rosé uh, look, and of course, is the traditional method. Um, I believe this one has between 18 to 20 months on the list, and it's um, definitely elegant and fantastic to start the day and the and Thanksgiving day. Then we continue it. I, into Chile. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of sparkling wines, and the Brazilian one is really, really nice. So that's a yeah. great suggestion. Those are. <clears throat> yeah, we love that, and uh, you know, it's it's one of our best-selling uh, sparklers since we were able to carry in our store. Mm. Then we we have a white uh, because we have a wine for all palates and all tastes. Remember, all the food in in Thanksgiving feast is delicious, but it's a lot of carbs, a lot of meats, a lot of uh, pre-gaming dinner and then dessert so we want to make sure that if you have a uh, wine throughout the courses and your palate doesn't get tired yeah. so we recommend yeah. always wines with freshness drinkability uh you know aromatic here we uh for our, our uh initial uh white wine we recommend um viña gonzalez bastias this is a super old vine old natural producer from uh low intervention producer from uh the southern part of the maule valley in chile this is actually kind of the area with uh, Itata Valley and Bio Bio, one of the oldest uh, vineyards in the world still are producing grapes. We're talking on average 150 to 200 year old vines. And that's kind of crazy to 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 uh, get uh, in 2019 those, the, 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 the fermented juice from those vines. So we're super excited to have those here in the store. Uh, this is a, a blend of Semillon and Torontel. So it's, it's a mm -hmm. wine that has a, a slight filtration, has a little more body, uh, especially with the colder months and Thanksgiving Day. Uh, but the Semillon gives a character, texture, minerality, and the, the Torontel is an aromatic white grape that gives it uplifting, uh, you know, kind of more perfume, uh, stone fruit characteristics, and also a little bit dry tropical fruit as well. It's a wine that is enticing. Uh, you can taste the wine without even having it in your palate. You smell it and you're already tasting the wine. It's one of those. Oh, it's gosh. gorgeous wine, mm -hmm. flexible. You can see by itself, but, but we all, all the vegetable dishes and also uh, the white meat of the of the, uh, of the turkey, uh, it goes really well. 
You've got my mouth watering now. I'm ready to <laughs> drink. <laughs> that's the idea. That's the idea. Uh, uh, Julio is also holding his hand. Uh, the third pick. We have five picks. So this is the third one that we're going to suggest. It's, uh, it's a beautiful uh, dry farm organic producer from uh, also Maule Valley, but I live in northern uh, and the northern part of uh, the, the white wine. Um, this is uh, Movedra, also known as Monastrel, that's uh, originally from Spain, and Julio is going to give you a little more insight about the one. I don't know, guys, if you are agree, but uh, for Thanksgiving, we like or we like to drink rosé uh, first. Oh, uh, okay. Any kind of rosé works mm -hmm. very well with, uh, with milk. Um, but Movedra um, is it's a grape that has a bit more body. Uh, mm -hmm. to it, and the winemaker here um, decided to um, do contact with the skin for around 18 to 20 hours. So you're going to get uh, a big intensity in the in the color, and as well, that's going to translate to a bit more black fruit uh, in the in the palate. It's still very dry, and and it's going to have a, a great acidity. Why we talk a lot about acidity? Because uh, we believe that is the key element uh, for, for pairing, basically. Yeah. You have yeah. the fruit, of course, but the acidity is going to be the, the element that's going to kind of clean your palate. You're going to have another glass. You want to have another bite. Uh, and that's why this uh, Erasmo, Muredra, or Monastrel uh, from, from Chile is going to be a perfect one when, when, you have, uh, when you're going to be eat, basically eating your turkey. Mm. I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, so far we have a sparkling wine. What, which one we're gonna um, drink at around ten in the morning? Mm -hmm. and then we have this uh, beautiful natural wine uh, from uh, from Chile that is gonna be basically Torontel and, and Semillon. But as Pedro mentioned, it's gonna have this amazing aromatic flavors. Um, the nose is you, you even get some dry basil um in in an amazing body and then we have this rosé with around 18 hours of maceration with the skin so you have body and you have a swell intensity that is going to be perfect with white meat mm. i love it are you, I know you, guys, I, know you I know you guys have a wine club are you going to like package these thanksgiving wines and like sell them in your wine club yeah, these are not the Thanksgiving wines, uh, but definitely this edition, November edition, is always Thanksgiving wine. So we're gonna feature two reds. We cannot say yet what we're gonna okay. feature because we haven't released it officially. But it's okay. gonna be two reds. Uh, one that is a little more lighter and fresh, and one that has a little more complexity in body. Okay. For those, uh, you know, drinkers that love their fruit and love their complexity and a little more structure on their wines. All right, mm -hmm. two more. And that's going to be the release. It's going to be actually this Sunday, the 24th. We're doing our release party uh 2 to 6 p.m. Uh, so we encourage all one club members to come in. If you're not a club member, you can still join and taste other team products. And we're going to have special uh, vendors coming in to uh, showcase a little bit of food as well with, uh, with the release. Let's have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> and then right. for the reds, uh, um, we have uh, very nice, very nice, uh, juicy round cup uh, on oak, uh, Argentine uh, Bonarda. Uh, also another like lesser known grape that we like to, we love to sell here. 
this is a, a project by the Alto Las Hormigas. It's a it's a, a project that they're focusing on terroir. They have a, actually a few two Chileans involved in the project, uh, but this Argentine uh, juice. This is uh, Colinas Las Liebres, Saborada Clásica on oak. So all these people that they just want a red, but that doesn't tire their palate. You get black fruit, you got herb qualities. Again, what Julio mentioned, acidity. So you, you can continue to enjoy a second, third, maybe fourth class if you're not driving. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's super important. This is a, this is a, one of our great value wines that we always carry if it's available. Uh, so Bonarda is, is the grape. It's a second most planted grape in Argentina, believe it or not, after the Malbec grape. It's high altitude. Uh, because of the altitude, you're going to get a little more uh, body intensity and a little more aromatic. Uh, beautiful wine. Uh, we love we love Bonarda in the store. So that's something that we're pushing people to also always try when they're getting to know our selections. And Bonarda tends to be a grape that is never going to give you, unless that you put a lot of oak on it, um, the full body full body wine. So it's, it's again, it's, we're looking for, for a good pairing with uh, lighter meats, uh, white meats. And in this case, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be perfect. Drinkability, yeah, I would call it is the is the the right quality for for Colina Las Liebres uh, Bonarda. I always have a um a difficult time pairing wine with ham. Do you suggest the Bonarda for pairing with ham? It's a it's a flexible grape, so okay. so absolutely you can uh, you can definitely have that one depending on the way that you're gonna cook the ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yes, it's it's so flexible. That that is gonna have a little bit of tannic, but not too much. That that is gonna it's gonna be a good balance between the fruit, which normally is gonna showcase more in the black cherry fruit um, than 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 than, than plants. Um, that is gonna give you a good balance between between ham and bonarda. And then last but not least, we have a uh, Uruguayan Uruguay uh, Marcelan. Uh, Marceline is a grape that uh, we got to know a few years back. It's actually a, a cross between uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and uh, Grenache, Garnacha. Uh, so again, it, it's going to have like the, the freshness of the Garnacha, but also kind of the herbal qualities and structure of a Cabernet. It uh, has a little more body than a Bonarda, uh, but it's, it's not overpowering like other wines can be uh, in terms of uh, structure. Uh, this, this is a producer that Julio had the, uh, the pleasure to go and visit them uh, a year or two ago, two, two years ago. So he can tell you a little bit more about the terroir in this area. So let's talk a little bit about the, the, the Marceland. As uh, Pedro mentioned, it's a, it's a, it's a cross between Cabernet uh, and, uh, and Garnacci, developed by the University of Marseille in um, France in 1959. Um, the idea was they, they were looking for, for a grape that could give uh, enough uh, fruit, but as well can resist some um, very tough condition, uh, climate condition. And that was uh, something that they, um, they achieved. For some reason, that I'm not sure why, uh, this grape is very popular in Brazil, in the south of Brazil, Serra Gaúcha. And if you see the map between Brazil and Uruguay, they're next to each other. So that Marcelan passed through Uruguay and they are making really, really tasty wine. Now, Garzón is a region, but as well as the name of the winery, and it's very close to the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, and, and to be honest, kind of similar weather 
than Galicia. So that's why you're going to find as well in the white from, from this region, a lot of mm -hmm. really good um, Alvarinos um, in, in, in your white. So here the, the Marcelan is pressed a little bit more lighter uh, than in Brazil um, because it's colder. And, and you're going to have your... Well, Marcelan, Marcelan is our... Oh, yeah, we were, we were in, uh, in, in, in this region yeah, in Brazil, right? as I yeah. mentioned. Just also, I love when you talk to people and they just have so much knowledge just on the top of their head and just go. Um, oh, I love it. Like, like, oh, let me read off this PowerPoint slide I created. The essence of some Marceland that you're going to find in Brazil. Uh, See, this is why, why I spend so much money in their store. I walk in, they're like, I see it. They're going to sell you on everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to place an order a long distance. I'm just holding something until I get there. So, also, they have snacks. They have like Latin snacks in their stores too. Oh, yeah. They don't want you to. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. Oh, it's okay. That's okay. All we were. Right. Yeah, sorry. And so, is something. Do you remember where he left off? Something that is going to take you to to South America for sure. So, starting with Brazil, Chile, Argentina, and Uruguay, um, you're gonna you're gonna get the flavor of of of, of Latin America. Um, I'm sure with this one. So um, our next few questions, I think these questions are going to be for all of you, but I like to know what your typical Thanksgiving is. Like, do you have the traditional um, Thanksgiving dinners? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, as a Puerto Rican and being, you know, part of uh, historically, we were still part of the, the U.S. culture uh, here. Mm -hmm. um, we do, we do celebrate uh, Thanksgiving. We call it Acción de Gracia uh, in Puerto Rico. So we definitely, definitely uh, take advantage of the holiday and we have a lot of fun. So we do the traditional, but obviously with a kind of more the the Caribbean flair. Mm -hmm. So one, one, a few special dishes that we do. We definitely, the, the turkey is non-negotiable. Uh, okay. We always have to have turkey. Um, but I have a few friends or family members that they're more into the ham. So that's why we pick also wines that can pair with ham if, you're, if you don't, you're not a fan of the turkey. Uh, so we have the turkey, uh, instead of the stuffing, we do, uh, it's like a in-between uh, a mofongo and a traditional American stuffing. So mofongo is a smashed plantain, like uh, overripe and, 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 and ripe. Uh, with uh, chicharron, there's a pork uh, skin. Uh, and then we, we do like a little bit garlic sauce with, uh, with, uh, olive oil and we, we make like a very nice stuffing with it. Uh, and that's something that we add after the, the turkey is kind of fully cooked. Uh, and we add it to the, to the, uh, to, to the, um, inside of the turkey. And that, that, my experience here when I do uh, this feast here in DC, all of the friends that we usually have friends and, 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 you know, friends with our family and friends and family. Um, that's the first thing they eat, uh, the fastest. Uh, so oh. it's delicious. Usually my mom, when she's in town, she makes it and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And we also like to uh, eat uh, rice and peach gym beans that we call it arroz con gandules. Mm. So uh, instead of having like a lot of carbs and potatoes, we, we stick with our rice because we love rice in Latin America. And then we do some vegetable dishes on the side, uh, depending on the seasonal uh, vegetables that we can get our hands on. Mm -hmm. uh, so that we, you know, Thanksgiving for us is always an important, uh, awesome day. That, uh, for me, 
is my favorite holiday uh, in the year. So it's always a fun one. Uh, no, I guess in Chile we don't celebrate uh, Thanksgiving, so it was a great surprise uh, for me to to come here and confronted with uh, with the tradition, um, which which I love as well. Uh, it's my favorite holiday here in in the U.S. And and, and to be honest, I'm I'm more like a I'm more like a stuffing guy. I, that, that, I don't <laughs> mind the the turkey, but I I really really like the the side dishes. They are so special. And so unique as well in, in yeah. different regions, they change so much yeah. that that I'm a, I'm amazed um, tasting in, in, in the different places. So um, I, I I really really like uh, the, the the holiday and, and as well. I mean, why not eating is one of my favorite things too. <laughs> so how t- about you guys? Tanisha, what about you? You're in Paris. What's yeah. Thanksgiving in Paris? Um, everybody can't cook. Um, but we don't really do it on that Thursday. We do it that Saturday since it's not a holiday. People are not trying to cook all day, you know, all evening after work. So we do it on Saturday. Um, we have amazing wines, uh, to pair with the, the meal. Um, the cheeses are delicious, but it's not like the baked macaroni and cheese I'm used to. Stuffing is is stuffing dressing that's a little difficult trying to make it from a baguette um (laughs) (laughs) and then turkey is usually like turkey pieces because trying to get a turkey like you have to go to your butcher and order it like in advance Mm. or now that we have costco like some people out to costco and get a turkey wait y'all have costco now yeah it's a costco out here wow yeah okay Yeah, it is a Costco, so people do that. And you know how I feel about cranberry sauce, so that's a challenge. Uh, I bet. Yeah. They have American stores, but nobody wants to pay those prices. You know how much stuff is supposed to cost. It's hard to pay, like, $14.99 for a box of Jiffy Corn Mix. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. (laughs) So there's that. Like, marshmallows are not $10. They're not. I don't care. Yeah, my Thanksgiving is pretty traditional. That's why I was, um, that's why I wanted to know, you know, from you guys, did you have anything different? Every now and then we'll do um, seafood um, and just do, like, if we need to do a turkey, if we really want it, we'll just do a turkey breast. And then the rest will be like, you know, traditional sides, but the star of the meal will be like fish or crab Hmm. or you know, shrimp or something like that. So that is very DC of you. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't deny. I'm like, save the variations for Christmas. Thanksgiving should be traditional. Like, have a turkey. If you need to smoke it or fry it so it'll be moist, do that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then also, so like, turkey stuff. sandwiches the next day yes. are yeah. extra bomb. Yeah, I'm a big fan of turkey sandwiches and turkey soup. Yeah, days after. Yeah, so. Um, so next question. <laughs> next question for you guys. Uh, uh, Are you the, the way, cooks? Um, that, uh, that's uh, a great question. Um, because every, every year here in Gran Cata, um, we have kind of a, a tradition in uh, answering the, the question. Um, we are open until four o'clock. Uh, and uh, we, we, Pretty much, uh, Pedro and I run run the, the store that they all the stuff is off. 
so they can enjoy the the holiday with uh, with their family. Okay. Um, so we are working from uh, from ten to to four. And the tradition is that we that day as well we open a really good bottle of wine from our Hall of Fame, so everybody can stop by, talk, talk a little bit of what they are doing, taking a break, and taste uh, a, a good wine. I love oh. it. I love that. I like that a lot. Oh man. Oh, if I wasn't cooking, so that I'd definitely means that be we there. don't cook. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly what that means. I only season the turkey. That's what I do. I season the turkey <laughs> and I make sure we have our traditional uh, coquito. That's our Puerto Rican eggnog. Uh, oh, yeah, that is oh, delicious. Yes. yes, it is. And, and, that, and that's what we do. Well, okay. I do. <laughs> All right. As long as you so, know your job, as long as you yeah. have your role. Yeah, I, I, always, I always get involved but because we're here attending our dear customers uh we have help in the house so we just bring the wine and and us so many many people think that we it's actually an excuse uh for not to cook basically. <laughs> but we love to cook that's okay you gotta got you guys have a big job it's all good and sanisha what about you are you, are you do you cook do i what do you cook um i can if i need to okay so that's a no <laughs> and if i need to no what happened is i feel i'm like i'm not i'm out of practice mm. because you know tiny parisian kitchens and um uh, cooking different things it's i'm not used to cooking the traditional american things that i used to cook before so mm. i get it yeah that's I where understand. we are we're gonna get it back yeah <laughs> well, everybody knows I cook. I'm hosting Thanksgiving this year, so we're not surprised. Your Instagram yeah. stays full of some dish, some yeah. menu planning, some something. Yeah, yeah. From scratch, I'm like, well, let me go to the frozen food section. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we talk about potlucks for a second, guys? Oh gosh, okay. How do you feel about potlucks? I like it a lot uh, because yeah. everybody has the opportunity to, you know, showcase uh, kind of probably their favorite comfort food or things that they grew up eating and they can replicate grandma's recipe or you know, mom's recipe or dad's recipe. So it's always fun. As long as it tastes good, I'm up for trying anything. In a it sounds like he had a good experience with pilots. Right. <laughs> you went to two really good potlucks. You, 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 you have to invite the, uh, the, the key person that you know they cook. Ah, okay. I see. If, okay. if not, just bring the wine uh, uh, that you get from Grand Canada. That's my task. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, lucky you for um, being at the good potlucks because um, all potlucks are not created equal. <laughs> Yeah, I've been in a few that are not that great, but you know, you gotta, you gotta try it out. Yeah, or it's always somebody who brings something that's like not up to par with what everybody else has brought. Like, if I'm bringing turkey breast, you can't bring like cheese and crackers. Mm. <laughs> like, that's not equal. Or they like, bought it somewhere and they didn't cook. <laughs> well, see, I've, I've gotten sick off of a potluck uh, the day after a potluck. Oh. So I'm a little more cautious. Um, 
Yeah, I'm a little bit bit more cautious. Was this a work potluck? Yes, sir. It sure was. Yep. Oh, at work potlucks, I only eat stuff that um, I see them take out of packaging. <laughs> it makes so sense. like like I see you open up the Popeyes box. So like, okay, I can eat your chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we have to do that. Or I gotta be first in line. Yeah, but no. If you unwrapping the Harris Teeter sandwiches, all right, fine. I'm gonna eat one of those. If I don't, if it's like a casserole <laughs> dish and I can't identify what's in it, then I just probably just gonna leave it alone. I'm not eating it unless I know that person. Oh, like yeah, I so learned true. that early on. I gotta know you. <laughs> like you can't just be the random coworker that hangs out by the water cooler and bring the casserole <laughs> dish. I'm not eating it. <laughs> oh, you bring your whole crock pot and, pl- and plug it up and sit it on the table. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just drink a whole bunch of Coca-Cola and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one final question for everybody. What is your favorite holiday dessert? Oh, that's hard. Julia. Hey, oh, that's, a, that's a good one. I'm no... I'm not big with uh with 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 dessert uh or sweet stuff to be to be honest. Yeah. But always uh a good uh I'm super traditional. So a, a good cake will do it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, any kind of pie, uh, I will eat it. Um, as long as I have a, a good uh, dessert wine and next to me, mm-hmm. um, I can eat anything. Well, yeah. that is a fact. For so. me. Uh, Liquid dessert, coquito, hands down, always. uh, (laughs) I love it. Liquid dessert. I love it. Yeah. That's the best. Mm -hmm. Do I have a favorite? Like, I like, um, my grandmother used to make sweet potato pie and lemon meringue pie. Mm -hmm. Those both would be amazing. Mm. So, um, and then I also like cake. German chocolate cake, red velvet cake. I mean, I could keep going, but I'll stop at those two. <laughs> um, I have two. <laughs> I have two very specific ones. I like apple pie, but I don't like the Dutch apple pie. Just the regular old, you know, apple pie with vanilla bean ice cream. And I'm not big into sweets either, but on holidays, that's what I need. And then there is a sweet potato cake that's made... Um, I think the company is called DC Sweet Potato and they make like sweet potato cakes and cupcakes and all everything made from a sweet potato. And it's just a regular bunt cake, but it's so good. It's probably the, it's so moist. I was going to say, I know that's moist. Yeah, it's very moist. You don't need to do anything to it or have anything with it. It's absolutely perfect. Is it a glaze on top of it or anything? No, no, wait, no, I'm lying. It's like a a thin layer of cream cheese icing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, it's really good. Okay, now back to the apple pie. What is the regular versus the Dutch? Uh, um, Dutch has like crumbles, like, you know. Oh, okay. You want just like the the layer of crust on top. I mean, the crust is the best part of the pie. This is so yeah, true. yeah. So and yeah. it has I like it hot. So the ice cream. When people serve it not hot, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it's, I, that's low key blasphemy. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh gosh, um, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. 
We hope you had a good time. Thank you for the invitation. We love chatting with you all. Uh, and remember, we are here every day, including Thanksgiving Day, 10 to 4 p.m. And actually, there's a rumor uh, that Julio already said it, so it's not a rumor anymore. Uh, we're going to open a very nice bottle of wine from the Hall of Fame uh, selections that we have here in the store. Mm-hmm. And also, if you want to take advantage and do all your pre-early shopping, uh, we always have a pre-holiday sale. Uh, uh, starting this Wednesday until Friday. Mm. So we do uh, wine-only sales of six bottles, mix and match, 10% off. And if you do a full case, 12 bottles or more, uh, 15% off. So it's a good opportunity if you're hosting uh, different parties, Friendsgiving, or also, you know, you you love wine and just want to have wine for the rest of the holiday season. It's a good opportunity to, to take those beauty zones. I love it. And if people uh, want to follow you on Instagram, what is your Instagram handle? It's a uh, Grand Cata Altogether. Grand Cata Altogether. I love it. Well, yeah. guys, thank you so Grand much Cata. for joining us. We hope thank you have you. a wonderful thank Thanksgiving. You. And we're definitely going to check out these yeah. wines. Happy Thanksgiving. Excellent. <laughs> Happy, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Good night. We'll see you soon, ladies. Okay. Bye bye. Hey guys, well, that is our show. I hope you enjoyed Pedro and Julio and all of their wine suggestions. I was definitely taking notes. I'm going to try my best to put the wines they uh, suggested in the um, description box. But uh, if I don't get it out today when the episode drops, then I will post it on our Instagram. So look out for that. There's an excuse to follow us on Instagram at Swirl Suite at Vine Me Up. You can follow Tanisha, Girl Meets Glass. Vino 301, Vino Noir, Leslie and Glennis and uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Cheers. <laughs>